welcome, welcome to tonight's edition of Nightly Aloha. Nightly Aloha is a presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, live here from Studio B. Uh, welcome to the week of Nachamu. Please, please give a listen. Can you imagine? Can you visualize? Can you think about? About 2,400 years ago, somewhere on a street corner, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, your Those powerful words that mean be comforted, be comforted, my people, a double expression. I believe, um, so I, I, obviously this Shabbos is called Shabbos Nachamu, and, and it's, the, it's, the, it's this raise ourselves off the floor of Tisha B'av into a status of Nachamu. So what does this really mean? And I, and I and I think and I think that that why I specifically mentioning it tonight is because um, it's a, it's an introduction to the next part of the middle brachas of Shmon Esrei. Uh, after Barecha Leinu, we turn away from personal needs, and even though as we discussed many times, we daven in plural, we ask for everybody, but but for the most part, the first part, the first. Um, few brachos in the middle of Shmon Esrei are personal needs. We ask for knowledge and wisdom and, uh, and forgiveness and parnasa and refuah. Essentially, they're, they're, they're personal needs. They're, they're, and, and even if you want to say, well, we're dominating for everyone. Yeah, but it's, it's the personal need of every Jew. Meaning every person needs to have those things as individually. Not just as a unit, but individually, we need to we need to be smart, and we need to uh, we need to have be healthy, and we need to do all of those things. Comes to Tikkab B'Shofar, which is the brach, which is the next brach Hashem right? He said, he said, Shofar, So we turn to a part of Shmona Esrei where where we're no longer asking for our personal needs. What we're asking for is, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should acknowledge the needs of, uh, of, of Am Yisrael. Individuals need health. Individuals need enough, need parnasa. Individuals need to be forgiven. And individuals need knowledge. Am Yisrael needs Yeshua's. Am Yisrael as a whole needs to be saved. Now, so what? So, so what is? The, how does that relate to Nachamu? 
So I think the answer is, is really simple. It's, uh, it's not a great revelation that I want to share with you tonight. I think the answer is that, that if we don't believe in that concept, then what do the next several brachos in Shmonese really mean to us? We're going to talk about the great shofar of Mashiach and the return of the judges and the, and, and, and the sprouting of the kingdom of Machus Beis David and the return to Yerushalayim and all of those things. If we don't appreciate what Nachamu Nachamu means, then what are we doing? What are we saying every day in Shmonese? So I, I think on a certain level, and, and I and I think you know the the, the pasuk it says shasam tefilasi, right? When the base of Migdus was destroyed, our tefilos were shut out, and the Gemara says that Shari demos were never closed. That the the gateways of tears were never closed. Always tears always penetrate. But 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 what does it mean? The gates of tefilos were closed. It doesn't mean that it was closed. On, if, if that's really true, the one we dominate every day for. It means that that we need a stronger force than just than just than just a little dominating. So, if we take this idea of, of Nachamu, so what does Nachamu really mean? Nachamu really means that that the Kodesh Baruch Hu says to us that he went through tough times, and maybe some of the tough times were your own fault, and maybe you even deserved to go through some of the tough times. But understand that in life, sometimes we need to have what's called a yurida with sarachalia. We need to go down, and sometimes we need to hit rock bottom. And only then can the rise take place. Um, Chazal tells us that the Jewish people are compared to the, the moon, the levana. Because what happens with the levana? It goes down. But what happens when it goes completely down? It comes back up. And maybe Tisha B'Av represents rock bottom. But the message of Nachamu is it's only temporary. That the uplifting aspect that, that now, now, now that Tisha B'Av is over, and we got off the floor and we put on our talismans filling by Minkla yesterday. Today, today we no longer uh, observe the laws of mourning. Uh, we ate meat. Uh, I certainly ate meat tonight. Um, we, uh, uh, we, um, you know, it's not the nine days anymore. We did our laundry, got haircuts, we shaved. We, you know, we just a whole, a whole, a whole, a whole world has been turned over. Literally, uh, yeah. One hundred one at one hundred one this afternoon, I turned on music. Like my whole world was turned over. Three weeks of intense availus of tense morning. It'll, it, it'll turn the other way. So you need this, but okay, it's great to have it, you know, these seven weeks or, 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 the, or right after Tisha B'Av. But really when you dive in Shemona every day, so Gemara says in Masech Shabbos that, that, that when a person goes up to heaven after 120 years, there's a number of questions that a person has to answer to. One of those questions is, Sipisil Yeshua. Were you, were you sitting and waiting for Mashiach to come? So what does that mean? Should I be uh, standing at the door? Should I have my bags packed? They tell the story. The Chavetz Chaim always had a bag packed in case Mashiach came right away. Uh, okay, maybe that's not so practical, right? <laughs> you, you can't always do that. No, but, uh, but but maybe it means for for our 
understanding of what we're, what we're trying to do here tonight. That when I come to Shmona Esrei, and I say, Blow the great shofar for our freedom. And raise up the banner to gather all the ingathering of all the exiles. And and you know what? In our generation, we've very much seen the ingathering of the exiles. Yesterday, there were um, Project Inspire, and it's still worthwhile to watch. Um, did a whole thing about Russian Jewry and how and how and how the Russians under the watch of the KGB still try to to be Jewish and 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 classes of Torah spread throughout the Soviet Union uh, for for decades. People were smuggling and filling and sitzes and and all the different things. It did, and it's an inspiring story because we sit here and it's all good and we think it's all great and. And, and, and but but these people lived under the KGB, and and, were, and they were watching them, and they knew what they were doing, and and there was threat of arrest and sent to Siberia, uh, and, and all of those things. Those people understood what it meant to be mitzapel Yeshua, to wait for the salvation. That is the kavana we need to take before we say the bracha to kavashofer. We need to believe that we're in a period of time where, where, where we're trying to undo Tisha B'Av and move in a direction where we, and we like to believe that some of the th- events of the 20th century are indicative of that idea and that we move closer to HaKadosh Baruch And if we could have that kavana in mind, then we could say Tika we could say Hashiva Shoftenu, we could say Esemach David Rushalayim Yircha with the right kavana and the right intention. And then, and then if, we, if, we don't, if we're not Zoha to see the, the Yeshua, and we have to answer that question, and we could say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, yes, Sipinu Li Yeshua. We have really, we were waiting for it to come. It just, unfortunately, didn't come in our day. Okay, so so I, I think that's the kavana of these brachas in Shemun Okay, well, we're going to stop here for tonight. And Mr. Shem, we'll talk more about the, this idea as we'll, as we'll look at each bracha separately throughout the, the rest of the week. Have a good night. Thank you.